Now this album took my breath away. It's called Death Race for Love by Juice World, and I am so stoked to air the... Well, the- we interrupt this scheduled broadcast for a breaking news update from the Sticky Buttons podcast. Yo, what is up, you guys? This is your host, Brandon. And this is Blake. And this is the Sticky Buttons podcast. We're a pretty chill video game podcast where we talk about the games that we love. And what is up, Brandon? How you doing? Doing pretty pretty well. How about yourself, Blake? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good, man. Trying to enjoy the spring vibes. Trying to enjoy the green. I did forget my allergy pill today. Took about 20 minutes ago, so... A little stuffy. <laughs> a little stuffy, yeah. It's, it is that season. Lots of pollen in the air. Well, dude, a lot's happened since we last we talked. I used to fill the listeners in. We went and got some sandies. What are they called? Bon mies? Yeah, bon mies. They mm-hmm. are Vietnamese sandwich. It was, which was pretty, it was pretty good. Pork belly. It was a pork belly sandwich. And yeah, it's one of my favorites. It's so good. Did I, did I ever show you the picture that I took of that sandwich? I think you showed me it once you took it, but you never sent it to me. Oh, man. Let me tell you, with my new iPhone 12 Pro Max camera, that looked like a professional blog foodie quality. I was pretty proud of it. My posted on my IG. Surprised I haven't, honestly. <laughs> I throw it up on my story. But it was a good time. Chatted about those. I had never seen this before, before, dear listener. There was like a testing station for the water, <laughs> for New York's drinking water. I had no idea that those things existed. I was fascinated by them. I've never seen one of those before. It was pretty big. It looked like a, a locker almost. Yeah, it's crazy. It kind of looked like uh, one of those like drinking fountains, but it looked like it had like a case on it. It was crazy. I don't know. I, I was fascinated by it. <laughs> the infrastructure of of new york city (laughs) anyways man what have you been up to video game wise what have you been playing i've been playing a few games been having a hard time finding you know something to play but what i have gotten to play has been pokemon i finally progressed through the main story i played a bit of the after story and then I was like, I've already played this a bit, so I might as well get the DLC and see what that's all about. So I'm excited to get my hands on that. I haven't really played it much yet, but I'm really looking forward to it. You know, you've you've spoken so much about it on the pod before. So Dude, I'm so um, excited, man. I'm so excited to see where you go first too and see what you do. Cause there's there's honestly like there's so much to do. It honestly like it, it's not overwhelming at all, but like it's definitely like there's like a lot. So I would kind of take it piece by piece. I guess that would be my recommendation. I personally, I pretty much, so there's like two parts that you get when you get the DLC. There's a Crown Tundra and the Isle of Amor. And I pretty much like just did the Isle of Amor, like the whole thing. And then I went to the Crown Tundra, which you definitely do not have to do that. Like you, you should probably check them both out in the beginning and just kind of see, cause they, they both have like, really cool stories too and i actually just finished i think the main part of the crown tundra one last night actually so i'm just i mean obviously no spoilers here but i'm just excited for you just to check it out i mean 
it's kind of depends on like what kind of vibe you're looking for but one is definitely on like an island and it's kind of like island themed and the other one's like uh kind of more of like a fall winter vibe it's definitely like when you first come out like it was all all winter all ice so and i mean we just came out of that in the real world so it's very springy so getting on that island time might be a might be a good way to start that out yeah that makes me think about animal crossing i haven't have been playing that you have been no i haven't and oh gotcha i've been slacking on my island it's probably growing all sorts of stuff it's probably full of weeds definitely does that does that matter if your island's full of weeds i don't think so no it just uh yeah just kind of like look i guess i don't really know I can only only say from what I've heard from people, but does it like look bad? Does it actually look yeah. bad? It doesn't actually look bad. It's just like all over the place and it's uneven. So is it kind of like how like grass like grass grows in Minecraft? Like, in like no, not really. It's not it's not just like a little bit here and there. No, it grows in like patches together. Okay. Yeah, I mean obviously it's hard for me to picture just because I've never seen it, but I'm sure it's not that big a deal. Does it does it matter for like the bugs and stuff? If you're not there to like catch them, do they like are there more bugs or is it kind of just like there's only so many in a 24 hour period anyways? Like whether you're there or not. That's a good question. I think there might be more bugs. Like they like feel stack like up a little bit. Yeah, I feel like I have noticed more bugs because the bugs like to stay on the leaves, and they have more space to like stand on and hide in. Gotcha. I feel like I saw a big bug the other day. I'm trying to think now because I definitely did see a big bug. I'm trying to think of where I saw the big bug. I did like a hike this weekend. It was really cool, man. I they actually like there was like some bouldering in the in the hike. Like you had to like boulder to progress through the hike. No was, way. You had really to cool. climb up. Yeah, it was actually, man. It was it was really fun. It was probably one of the most intense hikes that I've ever done and like I mean like it really was like not that bad like me and my girlfriend like we went through in like two hours but man I was so into it just because like I've never like it was cool because they had like dashes like like painted like spray paint on the rocks so it was like you like after you get to this rock like it doesn't matter how you get to the next like part but like that's the direction because it's like this huge like rock pile on like the top of a mountain it was really cool, man. I've never really had anything like that. And like, I do say like on the, on the like website and like the trail, like this is like an expert level hike. I think they just say that just because of the physicality of it. Like we literally had to climb up stuff, which like would, was not hard for us, but like, I don't know if my parents could have done it or like, yeah, I don't know. I didn't, actually, I don't know if my parents could have done it. Just, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a little rough, but it was cool, man. I, I really enjoyed it. I'll have to look at my phone and see if I have any pictures and send them your way, but you would love that, man. That'd be really cool. If you ever, if you're ever looking to go like outside the city for a hike like that, I mean, it's probably a couple hour drive, but if you were, I'll definitely send you the details. And for you, dear listener, if you're looking to do that, I think it's called Hawk Mountain. I will double check. I think it's actually, yeah, it's called the Hawk Mountain Sanctuary. So hawk mountain is a actually a bird sanctuary and it, <laughs> it was actually pretty funny i'll have to read you this sign there was a sign there of why it's called hawk mountain 
And I definitely took a picture of it because me and my girlfriend were laughing about it. So this is actually the, <laughs> at like, so there's, there's two trail parts. There's like one trail part that just leads from the parking lot to the overlooks. And that's probably like 0.8 of a mile, like to, to get to the furthest outlook. But we did like a five and a half mile trail. And that was like pretty intense. I actually twisted my ankle and I, I guess, how do I say this? So like normally when you go on a trail, it's like, there's like a pretty defined like footpath. Yeah. This, there was like, there were just so many rocks that like you could see that there was a trail, but there were just so many rocks on it that you were really going from rock to rock and you were not going like on the ground. Like there was not like a, a walking path and there was like a rock here and a rock there. It was like, you were more often than not jumping from rock to rock on just like the easy part of the trail. So I have, I was wearing like running tennis shoes because I'm living out of my suitcase again. And I ended up twisting my ankle. So if you were going to go to this place, Hawk Mountain Sanctuary, I would recommend wearing some boots, but it's, I mean, it's a bird sanctuary. So they, they definitely had, had some great, great birding views and great lookouts. <laughs> so anyways, this is what this sign says. <laughs> and the title of this, this sign is from shooting grounds to sanctuary. <laughs> it really comes out strong. You are standing at this site where in the early 1900s, thousands of hawks fell to the ground on lifeless wings. Their southbound journey cut short by a cloud of lead. Imagine yourself standing here, shotgun in hand, eyes fixed on the mountain slope ahead watching for flapping wings <laughs> that's how it starts man it's like that's, that's something. yeah yeah but basically it just talks about how the this place used to be like in a uh, conservation where rich people would come to shoot falcons and hawks but now it's a sanctuary yeah. they observe and give them a habitat so that's I wonder cool. what, why they would want to shoot those birds down. I think it's just sport, man. <laughs> Which is yeah. kind of sad. Not to get into to sport hunting too much. But because I mean, I don't know. I'm very much of I guess I don't know. Do you want to get into this at all? <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't have to go there. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't, but I guess like if you really want to want to know about our opinions on sport hunting, I guess send us an email. <laughs> <laughs> which also just to, to shout this off you can follow us on instagram at the sticky buttons pod you can send us an email at sticky buttons pod at gmail.com and please follow us on youtube or subscribe to us on youtube um, we're still trying to get 100 subscribers so that we can make a url link which i mean we haven't i think we've only mentioned it in one other episode that we have a youtube and we're trying to get some video, like some actual gameplay footage um, to put up there soon. So, I mean, I guess maybe expect a couple, two or three minute videos from us or something like that sometime soon. So, but yeah, our, unfortunately you'll have to search us on YouTube because we don't have, uh, we don't have a URL yet, but um, yeah, feel free to, to subscribe to us on YouTube. Have you seen the YouTube at all, Brandon? Yeah, I've, I've checked it out. I've gotten to see a few videos up there. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We we have a different different logo. And I guess if you it's kind of hard, it's actually it was kind of hard to set up the YouTube, but 
if you look at us on like a desktop instead of like a computer instead of like your phone you should be able to see a little bit more of our like banner that we made so just if you type in the sticky buttons pod or the sticky buttons podcast on youtube you should be able to find us and it does have our episodes and stuff like that so you should be able to find it that way and that would really help us out and i'm not sure if this would help us out but if you want to give us a like a five-star review on apple podcasts and maybe leave us a review i think that would help as well i mean obviously we're not sure how much that really helps us but definitely couldn't hurt us so we'd appreciate that but anyways man (laughs) back to the games i recently i recently i beat a big game on my backlog and i brought it up a little bit before in the pod tomb raider man i beat the last tomb raider that's the one that you were talking about in a prior episode where you had that mission in uh, a pyramid, I believe. Yeah, dude, there's, so man, it's honestly, it's really crazy. And I actually, if you have PlayStation plus, I'm pretty sure you can get this game for free. Um, I was going to look this up beforehand, but I kind of forgot here. Let's see. PlayStation plus game list. Yeah. So yeah, if you would like to play this game, you can play this game. 2018 shadow of the tomb raider if you have playstation plus you can get this for free i don't know if you can get any of the other ones in the franchise but actually yeah the 2015 rise of the tomb raider that's the first one that i played in this reboot series and they have that one on there as well i guess i can talk a little bit about that one just because i mean if you have playstation plus that's free so it doesn't look like the second one is on this list or maybe this is a fault Okay, the 2015 Rise of the Tomb Raider is the game before this this one, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. And I think there's like one before it. But Now, I don't know if this includes the extra DLC content, which I paid for. But yeah, you can't play this for free if you have PlayStation Plus. So I think the That's last... Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool that, that they're starting to do these kind of services. And it's awesome that like we can bring stuff up that we like like and love and then you guys could just check it out for free which is which is really awesome so before i jump into it do you have anything you want to say on on tomb raider um no man i think you're good to go so the last time that i talked about this i think i said i was like 80 percent done and i said that i thought that my play time was around 19 hours or something like that Well, it turns out that I was looking at the wrong number and that was the time of day when my save was. So it, (laughs) it actually, I I took a look. So I, since then I probably played two or three hours of gameplay and it says that uh, I checked my time for this episode. It took, said it took me 58 hours and 25 minutes to beat, which is, which is crazy. And this is something else that I found out is that this is a Square Enix game which is the same company that makes Final Fantasy. So Brandon currently is playing through Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I just finished this. So these are some of the more recent titles that, that Square Enix has put out. So that's pretty cool. Seems like Square Enix has some sort of partnership with PlayStation because they don't do that on Xbox. Yeah. Yeah, they don't have... At least I'm pretty sure that those, those Tomb Raider games are not on xbox game pass but i did play i did play this game on on xbox but the i guess the final fantasy 7 is that is not on xbox 
Yeah, so yeah, Final Fantasy VII is not on on Xbox. So yeah, I think they do have a certain partnership with PlayStation, at least for this. But yeah, man, it's pretty cool. I this is actually the first big game that I've that I've beat since we or since I listened to Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. And man, I just gotta tell you, Brandon, after like listening to that book and just seeing how much it like or just like hearing some of the experiences and how it looks like or like what it looks like to make a game i really definitely paid a lot more attention to the credits and it really it really hit different man like there were thousands there were thousands of people that worked on this game and the the credits took like 35 minutes to get through and i don't know man i feel like it's just sacrilege to try and like skip through that but i i sat there and watched the whole thing because i was just like man like but yeah, dude, honestly, like, I, I'm excited to hear, like, what your experiences are, like, after, like, you beat a game, after listening to Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, because it just, it just felt different, man, like, I just had, like, such a, a better appreciation for it, but anyways, I guess to shout this out, next, <laughs> next week, we're going to be doing a, an episode about Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, which is a, a book written by a games journalist named Jason Schreier, and he basically talks about 10 different games and the de- uh, development of those games and like what it took to, to get those games made. And if you are a listener in New York city, you can get this on Libby for free. If you have a New York city public library card, like just go download the Libby app and you can put all that information in and you can rent this book. And then we're going to be talking about it next week. So you can follow along with us there. But anyways, man, on the shadow of the tomb Raider, <laughs> honestly man it was it was a great experience i i really like i said before i really love these games and it was really fun man i i just had so much fun with it and i actually discovered like a a really cool easter egg through just like through me naturally playing the game and there's a through the game they have like llamas and you can go up and pet the llamas and i like through the game i was able just to find like this golden statue of one of the llamas and it's kind of just chilling at the, like the corner of a map. And I like, like, I just kind of discovered it. And then I like, I kind of like took, I think I may, may have taken a picture of it and left. And then I like looked it up online later to see if there's any significance of it. And from what I saw, it was like pretty much like, yeah, this is the only like Easter egg that they put in the game. And I was like, Oh, that's really cool that I just like came upon it naturally. But see, I guess just overall, like it very much was just like a there's so much exploration and it was a, it was a pretty fun story i mean like it, it's kind of hard to talk about like you know like a 58 hour experience in you know just like an hour but the 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 side missions i thought were were really fun i really enjoyed the the side missions i actually i loved the the missions for the dlc the ones that you had to pay extra for those really just made the game that much better and I, I mean obviously like i wish that they could have included that in the in the original but just having those extra missions to play through which is how i played it because i got the game later than um, when it came out originally like playing through those was really cool and you know i guess if you're like looking for a game that has like great great story i mean like it's okay storytelling but like the actual playing the game is really fun like the i mean 
<laughs> it's this person that's like that she's like an explorer and that has its own problems like like we've talked about before like finding artifacts and stuff but it was it was really fun i had a great time with it i will say that the bow combat was pretty fun like just being able to play things with the bow i was really into and there, there was some pretty big bugs unfortunately which i don't know if you've ever had this with a game brandon have you ever like discovered like like a game breaking bug to where like you just like couldn't finish a mission. Have you ever had that? Yeah, where you like do like a certain thing and it just like messes up the game in a way where like you lose the progress. It's happened on Skyrim a couple of times. Oh, okay. Dang, I guess I didn't even realize they I mean like I've seen a couple things like that actually, but yeah, I had there was a really big one. It's actually one of those missions that you it's like a side mission. I don't know if you had to pay for it pay for this one in particular but basically if you start the mission while wearing an wearing one specific outfit which unfortunately is the default outfit for that area it ends up putting it in like a bug or and you can't progress through that mission which which really sucks because that's like just one thing that i'm just not going to be able to do and and see the end of that but it was it was really fun i guess should i talk about like any spoilers or anything like that? Do you mean, what do you think, man? I think we should save the spoilers. We shouldn't do that to our dear listeners. Yeah, definitely. Well, if you have any specific questions, like feel free to email us. I guess I'll just talk about some more about like the combat and stuff. I guess so, so like some of my notes here is, <laughs> I don't know if I loved the combat. That was kind of one of the things that I said here. I mean, honestly, like we've talked about this before, like we'd love to see games where like the the absence of combat like can aid the story and stuff like that. In this game in particular, like there were definitely like points where I was like, oh, the combat is definitely necessary. But there were like points where I was like, man, like I don't really know if like I really want to be killing guys here. Like they could have just like they or they could have like shortened the the combat sequence and I think it would have made it better. Like there were definitely parts where I was like, oh my God, like another person that's just coming around the corner that I got to kill, like, like chill out, please. And and like, sometimes it just like, it just felt over, like it overstayed its welcome, which, you know, for a game that has like so much other stuff going on, like platforming and like exploring, like there isn't as much combat as like some other games, but sometimes like it really just felt like they were like, yeah, we just got to add like, 10 more guys to make this mission feel like it's like worth it. And I just like, sometimes I just wish they would have just cut it a little bit short. And also like the, the game gives you like in the skill tree, like a bunch of stealth kills and you really don't get to use them. Like I have like one of my critiques I, I wrote before I finished the game was there was this really cool stealth kill that you got through progressing the main story. And I got to use it the time that I unlocked it. And then one other time, and the one other time that I got to use it, thankfully I had like just upgraded the skill on the skill tree, but it was like, after that, like I only used it, like, or I didn't use it and I had only used it two times. And I was like, I had to like really progress through the skill tree to get this one stealth kill. And then I was like, man, I haven't used that since I unlocked it or well, the one other time. And then at the very end of the game, like the last combat mission, I got to use it a couple times, but I was just like, and it was like so cool, but like, you really have to be set up in a certain situation for it. 
And I was just like, man, like that just, there were not as many opportunities to use it for how cool it was. And I was a little bit bummed by that. Uh, that sucks. Yeah. I mean, like it's a, it's okay. Cause like I said, like you did get to use it at the, like the very last mission, but even still, I was kind of feeling, I was like, why did I waste all this like, like skill tree stuff? If I couldn't really use it, but which, you know, th- that is one of, I think that that is kind of one of the faults of the series, like in the, the other one, the first one in the series that is also on PlayStation plus. So the shadow of the tomb Raider was from 2018. The 2015 one is called rise of the tomb Raider. That one there, there's a really big thing that in that one, that, so like I played that one too. This is what that's what really got me into the the franchise. And so you have these pickaxes that you use can use for like combat throughout the like the whole game and use them to like climb and stuff. And like you kill people, like you can kill people with the the pickaxes. And you have like a bow, and then you find guns throughout the game. Which so like in the first one there really was not that many guns. And in this one you can get extra guns for doing like side missions, which is really cool. And like with the DLC or the paid DLC, I was able to like have more of those missions that gave you cooler weapons. And that was really cool. So having it gave like the DLC definitely gives you more weapons and more, more outfit customization and some, and like normally you have to go through like a pretty meaningful side story to get those unlocked, which is really cool. So like I said, like some of my favorite moments of this game were like the paid extras. But anyways, for the 2015 one, you literally don't unlock a like a pocket knife or like a knife until like the last mission. And it's like kind of like how in Pokemon, like in order to get to the next area, you have to get cut and like they kind of, or like surf, they kind of use it to like block off your progression. And in that game, it just drove me crazy that I was like, I saw so many things that it was like, oh, it looks like I could cut that rope. And then like, I tried everything, like trying to like shoot an arrow or like use my climbing picks. And there was just no way for me to do it. And I was just so frustrated with it. And like, finally, I was just like, I just like left it and moved on. And it happened like so many times throughout the story. And then when I finally got to the end, it like, you got a knife and you were able to cut things, like cut ropes. And I was like, like, why even like, like, why is this like one of the last things that I get in the game? Like, it just really drove me up to the wall. I thought that was one of the, because it was just like, why can't I, like, you know what I mean? Like, you have guns and bows and climbing axes. Like, why don't you have a knife? Which drove me crazy. But in, in this game, that's not really an issue. But you do, pretty quickly, you do lose all of your items. And then you have to, like, slowly get them back over the course of the game. Which is, which is a good way to have, like, a sequel. Because, like, they don't, like, you kind of, it would it would suck a lot if you got into the sequel and you're like oh i don't have any of these things that i had in the first game and i think that that's that was a really cool way to do it which i guess i don't i'm trying to decide if this is a spoiler because it happens pretty early in the game so i'll I'll just i'll just keep it i'll just keep it short i actually I i will not spoil it but basically at some point during the the beginning of the game you have all your items and then an incident happens and you lose all your items including the knife. So basically you lose everything, <laughs> which I think the first thing you find is like your pickaxes so you can climb and do like platforming. Um, I thought that was a pretty cool way to like, you have it for a bit and then you lose it and then you get them all back. 
and I, and I, a lot of people are wondering what they're going to do for like the next Jedi Fallen Order game, because it's like, oh, you have all these Jedi abilities. Like, how are you going to, like, that was like the whole game was like unlocking this like very specific story, story aided skill tree to get like force push and force pull and which are just like normal Jedi things. So people are like speculating on how they're going to do that in the second game. So I, I don't know if this will lend any insights into that, but I thought it was, that is a good way that they handled it in this game, which is having everything you had in the first game and then losing it and then getting it back. And that I'm actually just realizing now that that was a pretty easy, a pretty cool way to do it. Yeah. And so like in the first one, I guess the 2015 one, that's the first one that I played. I guess that's technically the second game in the franchise since it's been rebooted, I guess. But they didn't really have a bunch of swimming, like swimming in that game. And this game, they have swimming and like the swimming is like so cool. Like I, I really love it. And they have like the bow combat doesn't feel as fun in this one. Or I'm sorry, not the bow combat. That's not what I was trying to say. The, the climbing doesn't feel as tight but the swimming feels really good. So it's kind of like one of those things where it's like the climbing doesn't feel as good in the second game as the first one, but the, the swimming feels a lot better. So yeah, I can't really like complain about any of that, but yeah, man, it was, it was really cool. Do you have any questions or anything that you'd like me to talk about more about this game? So you said you played the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, actually they played that in college. Were there any things about the first one that you kind of like were looking to find in this one? Yeah, I guess that's a good question, Brandon. Because I guess like, why would you why would you pick up this game? Yeah, just the exploration and like meeting the characters in these really cool environments. Like that's kind of really the main thing about it. And you get to, you know, I actually didn't even really touch on this at all. So I'm really glad you brought that up. the The main thing about this game is you're you're an archaeologist exploring ancient civilizations and that is really cool like the in the first one the 2015 one which you can play on uh, playstation plus it's really awesome because you can just like hop into it and you're like in the in like the world that is now today and you're kind of like falling like through exploration you find like pieces of this puzzle that's leading you to this ancient civilization and you're trying to find the ruins of it. And basically you end up getting to the city and you find that it's very different from what you thought it was going to be, I guess, to say the least. And in this game, it's kind of a similar thing where it's like you are looking for something through like the modern lens of today and you end up finding a city and it's very different from what you thought it was going to be. Like you're kind of, you kind of start looking for, I guess this is kind of like a a light spoiler, but I mean, I really think it does knowing this going in really would aid really aids to, and I think probably already have figured it from what I said in previous games, you're kind of looking for an abandoned temple and you end up finding an entire lost civilization, which is, which is really cool. And like it basically is kind of like an ad in this game, the the rise of the Tomb Raider is kind of like an Aztec uh, Mayan inspired culture. And you actually end up learning a lot about both the Mayan and the Aztec culture. And they really have like two different language trees where you like discover like through learning about them. Like when you are like exploring, you actually like 
do learn about their legends and their gods um, of that civilization, which is really cool that you do do you do learn about that kind of stuff. And then in like the temples, like there's little, where there's like climbing and platforming puzzles, like they look just absolutely stunning. And like if you liked the vibe of like like the cool parts of like Indiana Jones where you're like exploring a temple but like you actually get to like explore it and climb in it and it like looks amazing, then this game is so for you because all that parts are like, it's just so cool. And like in some of the, the earlier parts of the game when you're like exploring these like ancient temples, there are like booby traps that you have to like disarm. And like, if you like, don't like it, it definitely like shows you like, getting run through by like a spear and it's pretty graphic <laughs> but yeah it's it's definitely really awesome man just like the like the exploring of that is really cool but there's also like exploring in like an open world kind of thing where it's like you'll just be exploring part of the map and you'll see like a hidden temple or it'll say like there's like a, a hidden challenge near here and like that'll pop up and they'll be like all right where is this like what can i do and you'll end up just finding it and it it really pays off like this game really does when you're, you're just exploring it really does pay off in that aspect where it like rewards you for exploring gotcha i guess another question i would have is is there another tomb raider in the works and if not do you see yourself replaying any of these tomb raiders i don't think there's another like mainline game like this in the works i think that they do have like a mobile game that they're <laughs> that they're like playing or that they're that is actually i think it's live i don't know so like i guess to answer that question like no we don't know of anything in this one in particular i think there's only really one thing left for me to do aside from like going back and getting the things that like previously i wasn't allowed to because there was like a story element or like like there's like a there's one area that it's like i think i had to like blow up a door and I have like arrows that can blow things up now. So, or like something like that. Gotcha. And I don't really, I don't know if I will. Like, I mean, if I'm like, if I want to go back into this world, like there are still things for me to do. But I also did like so many of them before I beat the story. Cause like it did very much tell me, like, hey, like if you start this like final story quest, like you won't be able to save again. And I was like, all right, like, now that I know this is like actually the last mission, like I'm going to go do some other things. And I was happy that I did because there was, there was a couple of things that I'm like, wow, this definitely makes it feel better that I did this before the end. Like it feels like this should have happened before the end. So there's really, I mean, like I said, there's really not much for more for me to do, but I mean, I totally would go back and just like complete out the skill tree. Like there's one thing that it's like the things that I've left to do in the skill tree are like, there are things that I thought weren't that didn't really aid the story at all. Like you can now buy like like one of the things in the skill trees you can buy ammo from like vendors. But I was like, you find enough on the ground as it is that I never had any problem. So I was like, I'm not gonna waste skill points on that. Um, there's like a couple other things. Um, so I might. I mean, it's definitely it's definitely really fun. And I do like I I love having like I love having a game that I'm playing through where I have a bow, like just like that like holding down the trigger like the left trigger to like look down the bow and then like 
the other trigger to pull it back and like when you let go it shoots it like i love that mechanic like far cry 3 has that like i'm normally i i normally like playing a game that has a bow in it and like breath of the wild i don't really like breath of the wild's bow so <laughs> um, i was just about to mention that yeah i don't know that the i don't know that the bow definitely does not feel as good yeah it's a little loose yeah i don't know man i I would say that's, I mean, that's a meaty game. Like, I guess like that, that was probably the biggest RPG that I was playing at the time. So, I mean, obviously like it feels good to have, to have it checked off the list. And there's a couple others that I'm going to play because I really want to go into this next gen, like with my backlog really checked off, especially because like, I feel, I feel like the, we can't really get any new games. Right now, like one, there aren't a ton of new games and like PlayStation 5, like we still can't get it. Like, I guess I'm kind of taking this as like a blessing in disguise to like really finish out the things that I got. Yeah. But so I guess, I guess this, I don't know if that answered it, but I guess to also answer in a different way, as soon as I get a PlayStation 5, I'm going to play the Horizon Zero Dawn games and they have a bow in there. So. <laughs> I just love love playing a game where you have a bow, and I hear that that one's a really good one. So, you gotta you gotta let us know how that goes on the pod. Yeah, definitely, man. I don't know. I I just think it's fun to to experience new ones, but yeah, I definitely like. I absolutely love my love my time with this. It was 50, 58 hours and, and twenty five minutes, and none of it felt wasted. And I I never really felt like I was doing anything repetitive. Never really felt like I was grinding too much, actually, at all, really. There were a couple times where I was a little bit frustrated on, on like where to go. Or I actually I thought I was going crazy because that mission where you like where there's the bug, like <laughs> it's actually it's kind of a funny bug because it's your person goes into a cutscene, like where they're talking, but the other person isn't there. Like the person that they're talking to isn't animated and their voice acting isn't coming out. So like your character is just like sitting there, looking at a wall. Yeah, I can see how that would go. Or, wow, that's really interesting. I'm really sorry. But, like, there's also, like, a feather on, like, a dream catcher in the background that's kind of, like, waving. So I was like, dang, like, my character is going crazy and just talking to people that aren't there. <laughs> Which they were talking to people that weren't there. I should actually, I should watch a, watch a video on how that pans out. <laughs> just because I'd love to see what that, that storyline is actually about but that's hilarious <laughs> well <laughs> i guess moving on man one of the things that we were going to talk about today was that we're hopefully we're getting close to the shining pearl and brilliant diamond remakes um yeah i guess it's month month five it's may out here so i mean there's a couple of months left in the year we're kind of thinking it's going to come out in the end of 2021 so I thought it'd be cool just to just to keep talking about it, I guess. Not like just see like top maybe top three things that we're excited about for the for the remake. Yeah, man. We gotta we gotta have a countdown. I mean, we don't have a release date yet technically, but I mean they just said the end of twenty twenty one. But as soon as we know, man, we really should. But do you know which one you're gonna get out of the shining <laughs> shining pearl or brilliant diamond? I used to have pearl. So I feel like it's only right that I get Shining Pearl again. Yeah. See if I notice any like similarities in there. 
I'm actually, I'm kind of the opposite, man. I was just playing through Pearl. And when I played through originally, I played through the platinum version. So I'm going to get the diamond, dude. Awesome. So we're again, getting two different perspectives. Yeah. Two different perspectives. And I love that it just kind of like happens like that naturally. Like there really is like, there really is like a market for, for them to have the two, which is kind of cool. But also something that I've, that I've noticed that you'll probably notice in the DLC for the Pokemon game that you're going to be playing is they have in the crown tundra, they have a lot of uh, the, the fossil Pokemon. They have them. I think they have almost all of them, but the ones that I've noticed that they don't have that are, they have absences are the, the pearl and diamond ones, which is like the bastion which is basically like the, it looks like a T-Rex, not a T-Rex. I'm sorry. Like a Triceratops. It's like a steel Pokemon. And the other one kind of looks like the poke or the dinosaur that like headbutts things. And I think yeah, that one's the, yeah. the diamond. I Rampart. guess we could probably, what was it? I, I think it's like Ram, Rampato, something like that. Yeah, I'm not looking up. Rampart. I remember that Pokemon. Shieldon, I remember Shieldon yeah, becomes Shieldon. a shield, becomes mm-hmm. a bastion, or yeah, like a huge, it's like a big shield headed Pokemon. It's really cool. Yeah, they're like dinosaur based fossils. I like that. Yeah, they're really cool. Yeah, there's the skull, the skull fossil, and the armor fossil. Who's that Pokemon? <laughs> it's Carnidos. That's what it's Carnidos. Okay, it's kind of like a cranium. Okay. Maybe it's like What's a the final training. evolution? It is is Rampardos. Rampardos. There you go. Rampardos. That's a badass name. I actually, funny enough, that's the Pokemon that I. It's always been elusive to me because I'm always like after because the the gym, the rock gym, and, and I think in Shield, I'm sorry, in in Diamond and Pearl, I think they have. Car- I think that they have Carnados in at, at the gym. I think that he has that Pokemon. I don't yeah. know if they do you remember fighting a, a Carnados or a, a Bastion? I do remember, yeah. I do remember a, a rock type gym that was pretty hard. I didn't beat it on my first try because they had just one of those Pokemon that had a really rough move. Yeah. I think it was a Rampardos or maybe the middle evolution. I think that's that a three. I think it's only a two. A two? Okay, so yeah, it was definitely the first evolution of Rampardos. Yeah, I feel like the a common theme for the, the rock gyms is to have the stealth rock. Yeah, anytime you have a Pokemon yeah. come in. It, That's a rough move. Rock types are rough. I, they're pretty rough Pokemon to fight because they usually have good defense, good defense stat. And if you don't have a Pokemon with a strong move in your team or a super effective move, going to give you a hard time. Yeah, you really need a you really need a strong water type, and those are kind of hard to come by. Strong fighting can, type, or fighting type, yeah, those can be hard to come by. But yeah, man. Well, do you, I guess that's that's probably the number one thing for me is I really want to get, <laughs> I want to get a Carnados and a and a Rampardos. So. Uh, oh, so you don't want a shield on or a Bastion? No, I don't, man. I'm really, I'm really not interested because I, I got one in my my pearl playthrough, and I just didn't like his move set. Just didn't really fit with my team. Didn't really like. Uh, I don't know what it was. I just was 
I don't think he has a strong moveset for like attack. And I was like, if I want to have a, a rock, I really want one that's going to be able to do some damage and not just be a tank. So I tried to, I tried to breed him and it, it wasn't letting me breed him. <laughs> <laughs> which or maybe i just hadn't quite figured it out because i think this is the first i think this is the first pokemon game sword and shield that i've been able to like su- successfully breed pokemon in but so i guess that would probably be my number one thing i'm trying to think or do you think that there's anything from sword and shield that they're going to bring into these as as far as like what like the the wi-fi capabilities or well, I guess that too. I was just kind of thinking like anything in general. Like I'm kind of hoping that the backgrounds, I hope, I'm hoping that the backgrounds like come into play a little bit. Like I think they saw, we saw that in the trailer, but I'm really just hoping that that pans out because that's one of the things that I liked so much about Sword and Shield. And after having that, like having the, like wherever you are, like whatever route you're on, having the the background of the the match be in, the actual Pokemon battle or the background of where your character is being the Pokemon battle. I feel like I can't go back now that I have that. I see something that I think I, I would really appreciate if they brought with, well, if they like added to Pearl or, or diamond would be like the, just how easy it is to maneuver around the game. You can just fly through it using the town map. You have like the Pokédex easily. You don't have to use any like HMs, like cut or anything. Yeah. And I really, I really want that seamlessness with Pearl. Yeah, um, I wonder if they're gonna have that because I think I, if I remember correctly, that man they actually had some weird ones. They had like rock climb and waterfall were some pretty big. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty rough. Yeah, I wonder how they're gonna how they're gonna do that because honestly, I don't really want to go back to that either. Exactly. And and actually, now that I'm thinking about things like that, I'd say probably my other other top three thing that I want is I want the ability to go back and change my moves at a Pokemon Center because I've definitely like that has changed how I play. Just like being like, oh, like I, I can like I don't need to do this now. Like I like I don't even know if I want this move. I'm just gonna like I can change it later. And having like the ability yeah. to just change it later because I think you could still do that in Diamond and Pearl, but I think you had to find a Hearthstone. And take it to yeah. like one guy a hard scale yeah hard scale, yeah yeah that's the thing and and like they've really made it easy on us and they've kind of spoiled us in a way and i feel like are they going to stay true to the pearl and diamond way of like this is the game and and you know you got to play it or we're going to actually make some improvements and really make this a little more seamless a little bit more of just the overall fun game to play i wonder how they're going to do that for sure I don't know, man. I mean, obviously, like, I don't even know what I would want. I mean, like, I don't know. What do you want? What would you pick? If you had, if, like, they were, like, I guess either a faith, being faithful or incorporating the new mechanics. I feel like we're, you know, we're here for a reason. We're, you know, we're, we're remaking the game for a reason. Why not remake the mechanics? You know, if you really want to stay true to the game, you go get a DS and you play Pearl or you play Diamond. You know, that's still very, like, something you could very well do. So if we're on the Switch, might as well use the Switch's capabilities and do things that you couldn't back when Pearl and Diamond came out. That's how, that's just how I feel about it. No, man, I think you're right. Now that I'm thinking about it, like, absolutely, man. Like, I don't want to, I don't really want to see, I don't want to have to have a Badoof on my team 
to to learn or to have teach it rock smash and cut. <laughs> so man, I hate Bidoof so much. <laughs> oh man, come on, you can't do that to Bidoof, man. Poor old Bidoof. Uh, they're not bad. I just like there's everywhere. They're everywhere, man. <laughs> yeah, they're like squirrels. Oh, dude, what is the the squirrel in the in Pokemon Shield? The one that comes out if you shake the tree too much. Oh man, I, I, I've, I hate I that just, squirrel, man. I've I've like <laughs> blocked that. I think it's like Squovit. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> oh my god, I hate Squovits, man. Oh, it's I know. I just thing. think they're so ugly, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Come on, you're really you're really violating these Pokemon here. You're gonna walk uh, out and a bunch of squirrels are gonna press you. Uh, <laughs> they might, man. <laughs> you're gonna be like you're talking crazy about our cousins. Uh, <laughs> uh, actually, I sitting in sitting in front of the window today. I saw uh, a rabbit and a humongous frog, dude. I don't think I've ever seen a frog this big. It was probably twice. It was probably as big as my hand. The whole frog, like head to toe, and that was just like sitting down. So that means if it it was like jumping, probably would have been even longer because they got like long legs. This thing was massive, dude. Like literally, it was probably half the size of the rabbit. It was like a full size rabbit. That's a Damn. little bit, a little bit off topic, but they might do. <laughs> the squirrels might come after me. <laughs> nah, man. Squirrels sometimes have rabies. Yeah, you gotta you gotta watch out for that. Well, actually, man, I don't, I don't think we should get into this, but you should definitely do some research on on the on the rabies shot industry because they really that is a that is a profitable shot for for the company that makes them. <laughs> To say the least. So yeah, check that out if you're interested. But back back on Pokemon, man. Yeah, dude. I I think that you're. I think you're right. I, I really think that they should. Not that not that there's. Any, I think that we should focus on where we're at and not where we've been. So yeah. I hope that I hope that you're right and that we don't have as many TN or HMs. And I hope that you can change the change the move set afterwards. It's just like any pokey pokemart i'm also hoping that they like the the online i mean i've definitely been hopping into like online raid battles i wonder if they're gonna have anything like that like i'm sure that they're not gonna have max raid dens because like i think they say in the game that it's like this only happens in the gala region and this is gonna be in shino so i don't think they're gonna have like max raid battles or anything like that but it'd be cool if they had like an equivalent to where like you could go up and fight a Pokemon for XP candies, which, man, I don't know. Honestly, having those now too, like I, those XP candies, man, those are so nice. Like I've just been leveling up so many of my Pokemon with those. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be hard not to, I mean, if they don't have those, I might get Pokemon home, trade them into Pokemon Sword and Shield, level them up that way. And <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, I'm excited, dude. I'm excited for that. Well, do you want to talk about anything else before we wrap up? I think I'm good. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll, I'll just say one more thing. I watched the 1982 quote unquote cult classic Tron and it's absolute garbage. <laughs> Have you yeah, ever that's seen a that pretty movie? strong take. I don't know yeah, if it's I strong, Tron. dude. I I don't know. <laughs> I just, for some reason, I was like, I feel like, I feel like I need to just watch Tron, see if it's like, if it's worth it. 
man, it was not worth it, man. I I felt like it was a waste of time. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I guess I feel like I'm trying to expand my horizons more and watch more, like trying to become more educated in the the pop culture of the past couple of decades. But the 1982 movie Tron did did not hold up on my end. <laughs> <laughs> or from or for me personally i mean if you love it more power to you but, well i guess uh thank you so much for listening everybody like like we kind of said earlier in the episode like please check us out on youtube like we're trying to get um, 100 subscribers so that we can make our own url so we can put our url on like the show notes and just make it easier for people to see us next week we are going to be talking about the book Blood, Sweat, and Pixels by Jason Schreier. And you should be able to get that from your library app if you have a library card either. Or I mean, like, hey man, I'm not going to tell you how to live, live your life. Like I'm sure there's a PDF online too. But just definitely check it out if you're interested before this next episode. And you can, that way you can at least see like kind of what the book is, the book structure looks like or anything like that. So I guess we'll, we'll see you then. This else? is thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Tune in to all of those different links that Blake was uh mentioning earlier in the pod or YouTube or Instagram. And uh, yeah, we really appreciate you guys. Peace in the streets. And play Tomb Raider if you have PlayStation Plus. Peace. <laughs>